ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهد الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان سيدنا وسندنا وحبيبنا وشفيعنا ومولانا محمد محمدا عبده ورسوله ارسله الله بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله ولو كره الكافرون ولو كره المشركون ولو كره المنافقون اما بعد it's a hadith of the messenger of allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam that the best of people are those who are the most beneficial to other people and the nabi alayhi salatu wasalam said Allahu fi awnil abdi ma kana al-abdu fi awni akhihi Allah Ta'ala is there to help his slave as long as his slave is there to help his brother the help of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala for people who have things handed to them and don't have to go through difficulty is something that we take for granted however without it it is something that we cannot fulfill our daily uh, requirements and needs. We cannot have food, we cannot have a place to eat, we cannot have water to drink, we cannot have air to breathe. It goes deeper than that. Rather, a person cannot even exist without Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's help. When Allah ta'ala says in His book, إِنَّمَا أَمْرُهُ إِذَا أَرَادَ شَيْئًا أَنْ يَقُولَ لَهُ كُنْ فَيَكُونَ فَنَقُولُ أَنَّ كُنْ لَيْسَ شَيْئًا حَدَثَ وَجَرَ مَا بَعْدَهُ بِنَفْسِهِ بَلْ كُنْ أَمْرُ اللَّهِ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَ فِي كُلِّ لَحْظَةٍ وَحِينٍ وَلَوْ لَا كُنْ فِي كُلِّ لَحْظَةٍ وَفِي كُلِّ حِينٍ لَسَارَ الْكَوْنُ عَدَمًا Everything, everything is so completely tied to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's creation that when Allah says in His book that His affair is nothing, is nothing except for when He wishes for a thing to be, He says to it, it and it is. We don't say that his command to the universe be was a primordial command that happened at a distant point in the past. Rather, it is something that he said and that he says and he continues to say. And was it not that he continued in every instant to say to the universe be, it would have no existence of its own. The help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, wallahu fi awnil abdi ma kana abdu fi awni akhihi, runs from the entire range of experiences from us fulfilling the desires that we, we have, from us fulfilling the needs that we have, all the way down to the simple and most basic of things that we take for granted, which is existence itself. Allah Ta'ala is there to help His slave as long as His slave is there to help His brother. It comes in the athar that al-khalqu ayalullah, that the creation are the dependence of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. If a person wishes to receive the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, let them ponder over that. That the creation are the dependence of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If a man has dependents, who are his dependents? Is there his loved ones, his children, his grandchildren, his siblings, his elderly parents, his wife, his, uh, uh, the people that, that, that he's charged to take care of. Now imagine if a father or a mother had a child. It's a young child, seven years old, five years old, six years old, and somehow or another the child got lost. The child is walking home from school, gets hit by a car, or trips and falls and injures itself. Imagine you're not there to help that child. You as a parent are not there to help that child. You as a guardian are not there to help that child. 
and somebody else that you don't know, that you've never met before, that you have no connection with whatsoever, finds your child, takes your child to the hospital, sees that the child is discharged, goes, takes the child to get something to eat, to drink, goes through significant difficulty to find your phone number, to find your address, to find your house, where it is. And then afterward, when you get a phone call and you're concerned and you are worried out of your mind, what's going on? What's going on with my child? At that point, you get a phone call and someone tells you, I found your kid. Don't worry, the kid's okay. Some things happen. The kid got into an accident. The kid tripped and fell. I took the kid to the hospital. I took your child to the hospital. On the way home, your child says, I really like to have hot chocolate. I went and got the kid a hot chocolate. He's fine. He's playing with my children right now. This is my address. Uh, I just found out what your phone number is because the child didn't know the number. So I've been calling everyone with your last name. I took care of uh, your amana. If you wish to, you can come to my house and get your child. If you wish to, I'll come and drop your child off. How will you feel with that person? Will you feel happy? Will you feel relieved? Will you feel love for that person? Will you feel, will you feel uh, uh, an affinity for such a person? Will you feel like you owe such a person? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, His love for every single one of His creation. His love for every single one of His creation is what? It's more than your love for your child. It's more than your mercy for your child. This is part of the ma'rifah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is part of knowing who Allah ta'ala is, is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it comes in the hadith, that He created mercy in a hundred parts. One part of that mercy He sent down and divided it amongst the entire creation. From the beginning of creation until the day of judgment. From the humans, from the jinn, from the animals, from the angels, from all of the creation, they all share in that one part of creation. This doesn't mean 1%. This is a, a, an expression. It's a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Sahih hadith. نَحْنُ أُمَّةٌ أُمِّيَّةٌ لَا نَقْرَأُ وَلَا نَحْسِبُ وَكَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّلَاةُ وَالسَّلَامُ It's a hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam narrated in the Sahih Bukhari that we are a a a a uh, ummah of people that you don't have to be learned to be part of this ummah. Mashallah, the message is probably filled with doctors and engineers and people who know how to do all sorts of marvelous things with their time. The, the masjid, there are ulama and the masjid, there are father of the Qur'an. People who have significant achievement in various different uh, uh, branches of learning and, and, and various different uh, professional fields. But the ummah is for what? It's for everybody. And the majority of the people of the ummah are simple people. نَحْنُ أُمَّةٌ أُمِّيَّةٌ لَا نَقْرَأُ وَلَا نَحْسِبُ وَكَمَا قَالَ عَلَيْهِ we don't, we, we don't, it's not a requirement to be one of us that you don't need to know how to read or that you need to know how to count things. So when the hadith says one part out of a hundred, it doesn't mean one percent. It means what? It's an expression for a vanishingly small amount. Otherwise, if we were to try to miqdiyas, if we were to try to make an analogy between the mercy of the creation against the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it's a diminishingly small amount. It's an infinitesimal amount. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent this one part of mercy down into the creation. If it wasn't for this one part of mercy, then even an animal wouldn't care if it trampled its own offspring. There would be, there would be such, a, such a, a, a lack of mercy and such a cruelty amongst the creation that an animal wouldn't even care to what? To, to save its offspring from, from being trampled by its own foot, from its own hoof. This is the mercy that you and I know. 
If someone did something like this and took care of our loved one and our beloved one, took care of our creation, imagine how much we would feel love for that person. And then imagine Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala whose mercy is unlike other mercies, and whose love is unlike other love. Whose mercy and love is not from this material world, but it comes from an infinite and unfathomable source, and it was there before the heavens and the earth was created, and it will live forever, and you will live forever with it, you will abide forever with it. This is the reward of having concern for other people. This is a very difficult thing for, for people to uh, conceive of. Why? Because we live in a very materialistic sur uh, surrounding. If you ask people around, even other people, people of other faiths, people of the same faith, if you ask people around, should we you know, be merciful to one another? You'll very rarely find someone who says, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm cool looking out for number one, and like, you know, whatever happens to other people, that's their fault, I, I really don't care. That's a very uh, like special type of scumbag. Allah Ta'ala protect us that our have and our portion from this life shouldn't be that we should leave with this uh, special type of despicability. However, if you ask people, why should I be nice to others? Generally around us, the, the best reason people can come up with is what? It's reciprocity. I should be nice to others because I would like others to be nice to me. I should not steal from others because I wouldn't like people to steal from me. I should help others because if I needed help, I would like to have help. I should uh, care for others because I would like to be cared for. I shouldn't lie to other people because I don't like people to lie to me. This is the deen of innam al-a'malu bin-niyat. Islam is the religion of what? Of actions being commensurate with the intentions that precede them. If your intention for doing a good deed is reciprocity, that you want to do something good for another person, because you have a hope of receiving good back from them, then that deed begins in this world, and it will end in this world, you will receive the reciprocity from that person or from another person in this world. Don't show your face in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and ask for the reward. If you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if you do it for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then this is a deed, the origin of which is not in this world. The precedent for which comes from a different realm. It comes from above the sab'a samawat and above the arsh azim. It comes from above the seven heavens and from above the magnificent and noble throne of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It comes from a different realm. And it will end and it will abide in a different realm forever and you will abide with it forever. What is the difference? The difference is when people do things for the sake of reciprocity, when that reciprocity isn't there anymore, when it's not found, what ends up happening is an eye for an eye makes the entire world blind. If the Prophet ﷺ took vengeance from all of his enemies, he would have massacred the Quraysh. What did he do? He forgave them. If Sayyidina Salahuddin Ayyubi ta'ala, what can I do? We don't have time for a history lesson. Masjid people get very upset when you go one or two minutes over your time. Go look it up. Salahuddin, Saladin, S-A-L-A-D-I-N. Right? The Crusaders came from, from Europe, they conquered Jerusalem, they conquered the Holy Land, and they massacred people. They made piles of heads and ears and eyes and noses and all of these things. The, the Christian chroniclers themselves, we shouldn't even call them Christians because this is not what Christianity teaches. We should acknowledge that. The crusader chroniclers themselves, they chronicle that the, 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 the horses that they would take to go through the old city of Jerusalem because it has narrow alleyways. The old city, there's not highways running through it. 
It's a sacred place. You should walk in those places. You don't go in your car. You don't go on a horse or on a mule. The old alleyways of the, 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 the sacred city of Jerusalem were filled with, with blood. So much so that it came to the, the, the reins, the bridles of the horses. For 90 plus years, the Masjid al-Aqsa was used as what? As a stable. As a stable for horses to uh, uh, eat and to defecate in order to show what? Dishonor and humiliation to the Muslims. Wallahi al-Azim, Sayyidina Salahuddin Ayyubi rahimahullah tabarakah wa ta'ala, a hero of this ummah, the very weak that he, that he liberated, that he liberated the sacred city of Jerusalem from its, uh, uh, from its occupation by the crusaders, that very week the churches were open. The churches were open for service. Why? If it was the qanun of this world, if it was the law of this world, of what? Of reciprocity. I'm nice because I want you to be nice back to me. Then what is the mafhum al-mukhalaf? What is the, what is the uh, corollary of that? That if you're mean to me, I'm going to be mean back to you. If he made a massacre after the massacre that was made on, on, on the people of this ummah, then he would have been no better than the people who came and, and, and did that evil to them. They would have been equal, they would have deserved the equal fate, they would have deserved the same fate. But what did he do? He said to the crusaders, he says, go, ransom your, uh, your soldiers, we're not going to uh, kill you on this day. Those soldiers that couldn't have been ransomed, that weren't able to be ransomed. Why? Because from the crusaders, it's a society, just like our society was. There are societies, there are people nowadays that are like this as well, that the crusaders that were wealthy, they ransomed themselves and they had ransom sent from Europe in order to save their own lives. They said, as for the poor people from amongst us, the poor soldiers from our army, do whatever you want with them, we don't care. The wives and the children of those soldiers came and cried in front of Salahuddin Ayyubi. They cried in front of Salahuddin Ayyubi and they said, what? What life do we have? You let us go, you freed us for the sake of Allah Ta'ala. What life do we have without our husbands, without our fathers? He was, moved, he was moved to tears by it. And what did he do? He says, go, you're free for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Go, you're free for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Tell me who does things like that? Who does things like that? Is this a normal deed? Can you find stories in history that are like that, that repeat again and again? I tell you, I tell you by the haqq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I tell you by the haqq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he would not have known to do that except for he saw what? He saw a precedent in it from the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. وَمَا مُحَمَّدٌ أَبَا أَحَدٍ مِنْ رِجَالِكُمْ وَلَكِ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَخَاتِمُ النَّبِيِّينَ Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he's not one of you, he's not, one, he's not the father of any of your men, he's not a person like you, he's different than others, he's a person who's different than, than all others. Why? Because he's the Messenger of Allah and he's the seal of the Prophet. He taught us a level of conduct we would not have known about had we not been in this world. Rasulullah taught mercy to people. We have to learn that mercy as well because what? Praying in the masjid is wonderful. Don't let anyone say anything other than that or belittle it to you ever. But the sign that that prayer is being accepted, the sign that Allah Ta'ala loves you, the sign that Allah's love is in your heart is that you now have concern for other people. You see, we don't say that, oh, if we don't you know, save the whales and save the earth and save the children and save the orphans and this and that, you know, we're the ones who we have to save people, otherwise everything is going to get ruined. Allah Ta'ala doesn't need you, He doesn't need me, He doesn't need us to save the earth. The earth will be just fine without us. We didn't create it and we don't have the ability to destroy it. We can kill one another really well, A'udhu Billah, Allah protect us, but we, we, we're not needed to save it. It'll be fine without us. 
Right? This is the argument that the people of Kufr have. Allah Ta'ala says, Surah Yasin, وَإِذَا قِيلَ لَهُمْ أَنْفِقُوا مِمَّا رَزَقَكُمُ اللَّهُ قَالَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَنُطْعِمُوا مَنْ لَوْ يَشَاءُ اللَّهُ أَطْعَمَا The people, the people when, when the command comes to spend on the poor, the people who disbelieve in this deen, they say to the people who believe in this deen, why should we spend on them? If Allah Ta'ala wished to, He would have taken care of them. Why should we spend on them? If Allah Ta'ala wished to, He would have taken care of them. Yes, if Allah Ta'ala wished to, He would have taken care of them. Just like He takes care of you and me, He'll take care of everybody. But then why are you going to expect to go to Jannah? Taking care of them is what? It's a sign that He loves you. He will take care of others on His own. He will make sure that the masjid runs. He will make sure that the lights are on in the masjid. He will make sure that the people who are in the camps, as long as the, the refugee camps, as long as, as, as life is written for them, that they'll have air to breathe, water to drink, and food to eat. He will make sure that the people who are going through difficulty, get through their difficulty. He will fill the needs of everybody, just like He fulfills our needs. But if we're not there, if our heart is not there to feel sympathy for those people, if our heart is not there to feel their plight, if our body is not there to help them, if our wallets are not there to help them, if our mind is not there to plan and think for them, then what's the point of, what's, the, the question is not who's going to take care of them, we already know who's going to take care of them. The question is what's the point of us, what's the point of our heart, what's the benefit of our being you know, in existence. Are we only supposed to be doing the deeds of the people of the fire that we should one day billah, be the deeds of, be the fuel for the fire billah? or are we people Allah Ta'ala gave us something superior something better that we should expend ourselves for the sake of those who Allah loves in order to what receive the love of Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala Allah loves the, the poor Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala loves the people who are in difficulty and you'll see on the day of judgment what love he has prepared for them if we can't get something from that in our lives, what's the point of our, uh, our health and our wealth and our well-being? Nabi ﷺ told a story about uh, an individual in Jahiliyyah before even Islam. His name was Zayd bin Amr bin Nufail. Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab is Umar ibn al-Khattab ibn Nufail. So he's an uncle of Sayyidina Umar anhu. His name is what? Zayd bin Amr bin Nufail. He lived and died before the Prophet ﷺ's bi'tha mubarakah, before his, his prophethood. And before actually the life of the Prophet ﷺ. He objected to the worship of idols uh, amongst the, the, the mushrikeen of Quraysh, so much so that just like they persecuted the Prophet ﷺ, they persecuted him. His own relative Khattab, who was the father of Umar ibn al-Khattab his own relative said, you're such an embarrassment to me, Leave, leave. If I see you anywhere close to the Kaaba, I myself will drag you out uh, by force and I will kill you. And so he used to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala far away from the Kaaba, like the Prophet sallallahu used to worship Allah ta'ala from the cave of Hira. And he had one peculiar deed that he had other than what? Other than his good character, general agreeable character, and what? His worship of only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, no God other than him. Which is that the, the mushrikeen, before Islam came, the mushrikeen of the, the Arabs, the people of ignorance, the age of ignorance, the idol worshippers of the age of ignorance, what did they used to do? They used to bury their infant daughters alive. Can you imagine that? I mean, mashallah, there's like kids like looking on their phone and things like, they don't know what it's like to have a daughter. Anyone who's a father who has a, a, a baby girl, you know what it's like. That that girl loves you, that girl is attached to you. Imagine, can you imagine what type of cruelty and what kind of, a type of twistedness a person has to have inside of their heart that your daughter who loves you and would follow you for anywhere and would do anything for you 
that you yourself put her into the grave and she's looking up at you and you, you cover her uh, with sand and you uh, uh, watch the life leave from her body, from her, uh, from her hands, from her eyes. What he used to do, he would be moved by this. He would weep when he would hear that this, someone is, is planning to do this. So he himself would go and appear at the time of, 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 of this uh, despicable act. And he would say to the father of the girl, if you don't want her, give her to me instead. I'll raise her on your behalf, give her to me instead. This is not in a time when there's like a mire down the road that you can go buy groceries from. This is a time where even wealthy people went through hunger because food is seasonal. If you're in the middle of the Arabian desert, you're not exactly, you know, having a, a salad bar and uh, organic uh, uh, whole foods type of fare. You're not having a whole lot of anything to be honest with you. But still, what did he do? He says, let me have this, this child, I'll raise the child. And he used to raise this child, the, the girl, until she was balas, until she became an adult. Then he would take her back to her parents and say, here, the difficulty in raising your daughter, I took it on myself. She's your daughter, if you want her, you can have her back. And sometimes they would take her, and sometimes they say, no, she's done, I have nothing to do with her. And then he would take, if the, if the family rejects the daughter once more, he would take her and find a suitable match and, and, and have her married and see that her life uh, uh, continues without any gharad, without any uh, uh, desire for something for himself. He wasn't a Nabi. Rasulullah said about him that Zayd bin Amr bin Nufayl on the Day of Judgment will be raised as an ummah unto himself. He'll be raised as an ummah unto himself and Allah Ta'ala will accept this from him. Allah Ta'ala will accept this from him. Allah Ta'ala will forgive him his sins. Allah Ta'ala will enter him into his mercy. Imagine this type of sincerity is enough that what? Even in the age of Jahiliyyah itself, the love of your fellow creation the love of other people, the desire to help other people, being helpful for other people was enough to what? Bring a light in a time of utter and complete darkness. Imagine the person who prays five times a day. Imagine the person who recites the Qur'an. Imagine the person who fasts in the month of Ramadan. Imagine the person who reads their Salat al-Taraweeh. Imagine the person from the time they're a child until the day that they die, they say, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. What benefit there will be in, 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 in this? What concern for other people? So my appeal to Allah Most High is that He make us people, myself first and all of us here, make us people that we, you know, our portion from this life not be that all we do is we think about ourselves. You know, they, you know what they say? They say, think about number one. I'm just looking out for number one. Who is number one? Qul huwa Allahu ahad. Who is number one? Allah is number one. The person who ascribes that to his own nafs, that person is going to be in for a rude shock. The day that he meets his Rabb Tabarak wa Ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us from amongst the people who care for others so that it can be a sign that we take comfort and a sign in our hearts that he cares for us and that he loves us as well. وَأَقُولُ قَوْلِ هَذَا وَأَسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهَ لِي وَلَكُمُ لِسَائِلِ الْمُسْلِمِينَ فَاسْتَغْفِرُوهُ إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْخَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته ومن تبعهم بإحسان وبعد قال الله تبارك وتعالى في كتابه الكريم يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله ولتنظر نفس ما قدمت لغد واتقوا الله إن الله خبير بما تعملون ولا تكونوا كالذين نسوا الله فأنساهم أنفسهم أولئك هم الفاسقون وقال عز وجل في مقام آخر مخبرا عن مقام نبيه صلى الله عليه وسلم وآمرا بحقه حيث قال